This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So, uh, like I said, our series this month is uh, Love Like Jesus, Be Like Jesus. This is all about... Uh, missions uh, so that we can we'll have our new opportunity to to fill out and and do our faith promises uh, to God uh, for missions locally and globally and that what an exciting exciting thing amen you know Jesus was the incarnation of God's love for mankind God so loved the world that he took upon himself the fashion of humanity Jesus identified with our weakness our struggles, and he lifted the burden of sin by the sacrifice of himself, love laying down its life for you and for me. We are also commanded to walk in this same love, which is a part of our new nature in Christ Jesus, love giving itself in service of ministry to others. You know, that's what it is when we come to God's house See, you know, uh, the flesh wants to say, well, you need to go because it's what you need to hear and what you need to get, and you need to go get blessed. Yes, but then it's to go take what we've heard, take what we've received, take what we've learned, and go and give it away. See, it's about serving others. It's not just about coming in and getting all you can get for yourself. It's about coming in and receiving Filling up so that you can go give out. Amen. So that's what loving like Jesus is and what Jesus does. Laying down our lives like he did. In John 15, 9 through 14, I'm going to read in the Amplified. It says, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teachings, you will remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be made full and complete, overflowing. There's a ring in or something going on here with this mic or something. Um, in verse 12, it says, This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. You are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. That was like in referring to the relationship of the disciples one to another. Amen. You know, and, and there's what they call unconditional love. Uh, that's what God has, and that's what we need to learn to have. Forgiving, forbearing, kindness like Jesus did. Isn't that your part now? Yeah. Um, I want to read out of Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter. Let me... Slip over there right quick with the paper Bible. Here we go. I want to say this first of all, though. I just sense, uh, you know, in my uh, 
spirit. You know, we're, we're looking at a brand new year, and it's, it really isn't a year where it needs to be business as usual. And when I say business as usual, that would be, uh, first of all, conditioned by the way the world does things, but also a lot of times in the, that's, that's a buy-in where the church is concerned because we're, you know, we're in that, in that culture. And if we're not careful, we get caught up in those things. You know, walking with God um, in, involves trusting God. And he really, you know, Jesus uh, boiled it down to a daily uh, thing, a daily decision, a daily direction, a daily determination. And it should be a daily uh, discipline in our life, but also a delight, you know. And it, but it's hard to uh, delight ourselves when we are not trusting the Lord with the rest of it. You know, you go on a long journey, uh, you know, um, the first thing that pops up uh, when you, uh, now we Google it, we don't map it out, but we Google it out in uh, Google Directions, and it says, you know, it's, uh, you know, 5,952 miles from here, approximately three weeks and three days uh, journey, you know. Well, that's a pretty, that's a, you know, that can be disheartening before you ever get there. <laughs> At a long ways. You know, December 31st of 2022 is a long ways from here. here. We're just beginning this year in February, just beginning the journey. We'll enjoy it a lot more if we just read the road signs on the, uh, along the way that God has mapped out. This, what we're doing right now, uh, is just the next destination in this direction. And sometimes, you know, God doesn't ask us to, not sometimes, God doesn't ask us to do 50 things at once. Uh, he, he just wants to do things one thing at a time. Take the next step. So this is the next step. And uh, so let's, let's, in a world that has a very, very difficult time focusing, okay, just focusing, uh, everything is moving so fast that it's it's hard to focus on just one thing. God asks us to slow down, even stop, and focus on what's next. So I want to pray for you if that uh, if that seems to be, because I've noticed that you know um, that uh, the whirlwind begins to gain speed, doesn't it? I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. And you have to purposefully, uh, you know, um, you have to purposefully tap brakes and obey the speed limit. And God is a God who just takes things a day at a time and very slow. Now, he knows what he's going to do. He knows the complete uh, future, even if we don't. But he says, you just trust me. And that's the only way that we can take it and have some peace and it be and it be peaceful uh, uh, progress. How many of you could use some peaceful progress? You're gonna you're gonna progress this year. You're not gonna be the same uh, place that you started out from. But Father, in the name of yeah. Jesus, we just speak the peace of God today. Yeah. We thank you for uh, 
uh, bringing a stillness and a quietness to us. Today you just make us to lay down in this green pasture. That you've got good things for our lives. And we just thank you that we're going to be here present today. Uh, right here, right now with you, and we want to hear what you have to say to us. Speak to our hearts, Lord, for we would know your heart. We're not just seeking your hand today. We want to know your heart, and we thank you for it. I say, peace, be still to every storm that's brewing, every storm that's raging, all of the wind and the waves, uh, Lord, that would uh, that would... Uh, attempt to overpower our focus, our ability today to pay attention to you, every distraction, every disturbance, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I want to read Ephesians. I'm going to read it out of the Passion uh, Bible. I really like this translation. Um, And there are different times when God will emphasize uh, different things uh, in our life. And and I thank God for all of the different uh, translations. Get you a Bible uh, and and work with the translation where God's speaking to you from. That really uh, it says that, that God's able to uh, speak uh, to your life from. And we're going to start in the uh, um, four chapter. There you go. You took my paper there, sweetie. Four and twenty. And it. It says this. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and hear his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. And he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self-life which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness. And you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth, for we all belong to one another. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you. I read that part again. Uh, Don't let the passion of your emotions lead you uh, to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fueled for revenge, not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If any one of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living, and then you'll have enough to bless those in need. And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit 
of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. Let, let me qualify some of that. Uh, you, you may not, um, you know, that may not be our intent, but if you, if you get around that kind of thing, bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, insults, uh, uh, anger, where, uh, you know, emotion, people that are just uh, running by uh, feelings and playing on the feelings of others and emotions, uh, you know, rather than faith. Uh, it may not be your intent, but, but the Bible says bad company Bad company, keeping bad company, see. And bad company, uh, you know, uh, I'll just tell you right now, you know, you turn on the news, if that's the main information feed into your life is from the world, other than the word of God. Even if, you know, uh, 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 religion, and you know what I'm saying, he he talked about here in the, uh, he talked about, um, back here where we first started to read he said that there are deceitful desires that spring from delusions you know uh, we don't we don't want to th- think we know what pleases God we want to know yeah. what pleases God see and you know thank God that the Holy Spirit has been given to us that's why he says don't grieve the Spirit of God see you know uh you, we get around things that are not pleasing to God, get environments that are not pleasing to God, get an information feed into our life that's not pleasing uh, to God. See, uh, the Holy Spirit will let us know. He'll get grieved in there. And if we override the Holy Spirit time and time again after a while, you know, he just won't say nothing. He'll step, he'll just, he'll leave you alone. That's the worst thing to do is to be, is to be, is for God to leave us uh, alone and let us just go our own, uh, our own way. And it's not hard to go our own way. You know, we're, we're either going up the narrow road against the grain or we're going down the wide road with the grain. Are you hearing? And it's out there, isn't it, every day for our lives. So it's a definite decision where those things are concerned, you know. Uh, It says, lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. Just lay it aside. The Bible says another place, lay aside the sins and the weights that so easily beset us. It may not even be your own. How many of you ever been around folks that, I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and if you're not careful before, you know, before, you're, before long, that little oily, smooth, flattery tongue has tripped you right off into, uh, you slipped right off into that same stream of thought, that same stream uh, of uh, talking wrong, thinking wrong. And eventually then believing and acting out wrong. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
It says this, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your Father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ, for he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma of adoration, a sweet, healing fragrance. So, words of kindness and encouragement like Jesus gives us should be more of what we give one to another. Amen. Uh, because how many of us know, you know, that when we're encouraged, it makes you feel better. Now, that doesn't mean that when we know and see things that are not right, that we, oh, well, just agree and tell them everything's going to be okay. But we can still share the Word of God with the love of God. But love does share and tell the truth, real love, you know. And that's what God does with us. But words of encouragement and words of kindness, faith-building words, you know, that's what the Word of God does for us. When you read the Word, it builds up your faith. And when you're built up, then it's easy for you to build one another up and to be praying and acting in those ways. Those are what we would call demonstrations of acts of love. When we pray one for another, when we're genuinely concerned, you know, when we when we uh, when others are, are in sorrow, we, we we weep with them and for them, but we pray with them. When they rejoice, we want to rejoice with them. You know, that's what God's love does. Is that when one is down, you want to pray for them and encourage them and pray that they'll be picked up, Amen, and walk beside them. You know, you're not looking to you know, kick them further down, God's words come along and lift them up, lift us up and encourage us. Yeah, read First John, Sam. Okay. Going to go over to First John 3, and it'll be 16 through 19. What can I do with Here. I think that's it right there. Your next one. That's it. Okay. Uh, this is out of the Amplified. First John three sixteen through 19. By this we know and have come to understand the depth and the essence of his precious love, that he willingly laid down his life for us because he loved us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the believers. But whoever has the world's goods, adequate resources, and sees his brother in need, but has no compassion for him, how does the love of God live in him? Little children, believers, dear ones, let us not love merely in theory, with word or with tongue, giving lip service to compassion, but in action and in truth, 
in practice and in sincerity because practical acts of love are more than words. By this we will know without any doubt that we are of truth and assure our heart and quiet our conscience before him. You know, that's when we are, you know, love fashions into a servant's heart. Like when I was talking about when we come into church, it shouldn't be about God. What are you going to do for me today? What are you going to give me? We need to come in here with God. What do you need me to do? How can I help you, Lord? Where, where can you put me to work? I know I need to be praying before I ever even get here, but when I get there, how do you, uh, how can you use me, Lord? Use my life. No matter what it is, Lord, we, if we come with a servant's heart, there are so many benefits that come when we truly have a servant's heart. When it's not about me, but it's about him. Because remember, whenever you're giving out, God's standing right there looking, oh, let me fill them back up. Look, they're giving here. They're giving there. They're doing this. They're do-. And he's just a pouring because you, now you're under that spout. You know, a servant's heart, see, gets right up under that spout, and God's just pouring it all over us. And you don't even realize it till all of a sudden things begin to happen and change, and you're wondering what in the world's going on. And God says, remember, you've been serving me. You've been serving me. You've got it off of you and off of my family. Amen. When we're looking out for, for others and looking of what we can do for God, you know, love empowers our humility, and humility enables our service. Love values, but it doesn't use others. We're not looking to outdo somebody else or, you know, I got to tell you, you know, oh, well, I heard what you said, but I've got more to say. No, we rejoice with one another. And when one another, like I said, are hurting, then we hurt with them in prayer and encouragement. In Philippians uh, chapter 2, verses 3 through 8, it says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through... excuse me, through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. Now, that's not what the world does. That's not what the world teaches us. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for interest of others. Have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, Look to him as your example in selfishness, humility, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. He became completely human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. After 
he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for divinely appointed time, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on the cross. Wow, what an example. Amen. What an example. I like where it says there that um, others also. You know, we're not here. We are, let me put it this way. We are here for him. We are here for others. Now, where does that leave me? Well, we're here, we're here not only for ourselves, but for others. For him, for not only for ourselves, but also for others. You know, our... Uh, um, the most of the time we're praying to be blessed we do better to pray lord make me a blessing you will be blessed then it's when we're willing to communicate that we're willing to distribute we're willing to not wait till we have it all to do something but start with what we have and do something lest we do nothing for the lord and just begin to take part, even if it's uh, such, sometimes it seems like such a small thing or a small uh, start in our life. But the Bible says that if we get the why right, we've talked about that, the priority will help will help us the right priority will help us to know what the right project is and the right and the right practices where those are things are concerned as well mm-hmm. um, the why we do this entire uh, about today all of these scriptures really deal with you know uh, who do you love what do you love what's most important you know the lord the lord says for god the bible says for god so loved the world he gave all right so the any you know our, our why forgiving is not even so that uh, just that we can be blessed though that we will you sow a seed you know god can't ignore a seed he's the he is the lord of the harvest seed was god's idea isn't that right? And seed takes so many different forms. The, the whole kingdom operates on seed. The world operates on seed knowingly or unknowingly. Everything comes from a seed and every seed has a harvest. It's just that simple. Uh, but the, the most important thing to God is the why. It's the heart. Not just the hand, but the heart. Our hand needs to express our heart. Make no mistake about that. We can't just, it's like silent prayer requests, you know. I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, we, need to, we need to ask out loud. <laughs> we need to tell God. Jesus over and over again, you know, blind Bartimaeus was yelling and they told him to shut up because he was disrupting the service. You know, I mean, uh, hollerers are disruptive sometimes, aren't they? But... Uh, you know, uh, he uh, he wouldn't be quiet. So that, you know, that stopped Jesus in his tracks. And Jesus said, well, bring him to me. Isn't it interesting that Jesus, uh, not just him, so many other people, he said, what do you want me to do for you? He, he and he taught this. He said, you have to ask. Yes. You know, we have to ask. A seed uh, asks for a seed, when it's sown, asks, asks for a harvest. 
It's asking for a harvest. But the, the motive is the most important thing. The intent, the purpose of our heart. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver whose heart is in his yeah. giving. Now, our heart is in our, is in our giving uh, or not giving. What, you know, either generously or stingily, one way or the other. It's an expression of our, uh, our heart. Uh, but God doesn't look at, uh, um, he looks at percentages. Remember with the widow woman, she gave more than everybody else. And, it, and you could tell because uh, rich people, everything was coined. There was no paper. They dropped in large amounts of large coins, but she dropped in two little mites and it got Jesus' attention. And why? Because he said, boy, her heart was really in her given. This woman's operating by faith. She's trusting me. She and she and and faith is I want to be part of what God is doing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, it's it's funny that uh, that really would be a measurement of growing up, wouldn't it, in the natural, but also spiritually, is that when we as we begin to uh, we we begin to mature in our understanding in the world that uh that it's not just all about me but there's a greater role there's a greater part there's a greater participation because there's a greater purpose for my life than just self-serving than just selfishness than just living for what makes me uh that what makes me happy. You know, the largeness of marriage uh, includes not just, you, you know, you being happy, but serving the person that you're married to is being concerned with their happiness. Say, uh, on a job, you know, uh, the, uh, the job isn't there to serve you. It's you're there to be in service to uh, the boss uh, to uh, the company, to your uh, um, uh, fellow workers. But, you know, even uh, even uh, in that, you might think, well, you know, this is just a paycheck to, for me. No, it could be that, but it could be a lot bigger than that. The Bible says to work so that we have to give. But, but uh, don't wait till you get a paycheck, you know, uh, gives... Give some love to the people you're working with. Give some honor to the guy that you're working for. Realize that this little, you know, all all we do is, you know, we just make these little horseshoe nails. Uh, You know, how important is that? Have you ever heard the, uh, uh, the story about for lack of a horseshoe nail, the shoe was lost for lack of the shoe, uh, uh, being lost, uh, the horse was lost. For lack of the horse, the rider was lost. For lack of the rider, the battle was lost. For lack of, of the battle being, uh, uh, for the battle being lost, the war was lost. All because of that little horseshoe nail. See, God has put this world together, and He's purposed it for, to uh, to bring uh, a family of people to Himself. And everybody's part is important. 
everybody. So like Pastor said, never take your part lightly. Never take your job lightly. Never take your interactions, where you go, who you interact with. Because sometimes you may even say, but you don't know how they treat me. But that might be the one that God sent you there for. Uh The one who's the meanest, the gruffiest, the rudest, Uh that mocks you. That might be the one that God's saying, but are you praying for them? Or do you go home every day and mumble and grumble about them? And mumble and grumble to others? Uh Or do you sincerely pray Because maybe that's the one that God sent you there for. So never take lightly your assignment. We're never anywhere by accident. Even though sometimes you go, oh, but you don't know. Oh, I know. I've worked in places where they've hated me. I've had them tell me, I don't want you here. And I'm going to do everything I can to get you out of here. But I had to go home and get before God every night and pray. Many a nights I went home crying because I thought, Lord, how could you have me work here? This person doesn't even want me here. Your boss. boss. It wasn't just this person. It was your boss. Repeatedly. But you know, I had to remember, though God reminded me, you know, you're not there for you. You're there for me. Uh So you just keep doing your job onto me. And you just keep praying. And you know, that man became a very special man to me and a very special friend. To our family. To our family, you know. And I love that man to this day, but, you know, he never knew, you know. But, you know, that was God set up for us to be there, you know. But I had to swallow my pride and my humility and pray. So never take for granted never think, well, I don't know why I'm even here. They don't want me here. You know, if you'll go in with the attitude when you don't look at them, say, guess what? Jesus is here. That's why I'm here. When you look at them, see Jesus. And guess what? Your attitude will change. And when your attitude changes, then you can go to work and be happy and yeah. not have to be miserable and depressed. And the miserable people, go people there. wonder why you're Yeah, so and happy. then I'll tell you, things will change because now you begin to set up the atmosphere in your workplace, in your area. Mm-hmm. So go in with a different attitude, and I'll tell you, you'll feel a whole lot better. You won't be sick all the time. You won't be depressed because now you're going in there going, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going here today because Jesus wants me here. I'm going here because Jesus has me here for someone. For Amen. Someone. That's and it right. will and it that will really 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 help you. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm sure there there are a lot of people here that's their situation as well. You know, sometimes it just takes maybe taking a different position or so you can have a different perspective. You know, I I've had jobs same uh, you know, same thing. And I knew God had gotten me the job. I I discovered that I wasn't there just for a paycheck. You know, that might have... Uh, the Bible says that when you're hungry, it'll help you to work. <laughs> yeah, I needed a paycheck. I got babies to feed. Uh, but you you learn that it's not the program. It's the people, you know. And it's the people that God has placed around you. And, and you know, it really is a, a, 
it doesn't seem like it at first. Perhaps maybe it's like, you know, well, this is a real problem. You know, no, it's a privilege to be around people who were just like us before we came to know Jesus. Because, uh, you know, for most of us, it was a person that was a convincing witness, proof positive uh, that God can change lives and that God loves and that God forgives. You know, I I had a boss that, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to take the job. It was a promotion, and I didn't want to take the job because he was going to be my boss. And the owner, you, you know, basically said, now look, you know, we, we you know, uh, we like you, we like your work, we want to promote you, we want to give you this uh, position, you've shown interest in it, and we're very interested in you having that, but this person is going to be your boss. So, you know, I thought, well, I need the position, I need the raise, you know, I want the promotion, I'll have to swallow that this person's my boss. And, that, you know, that person was, you know, uh, have you ever read the book, Don't Let the Jerks Get You Down? Uh, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, over a period of time, uh, you know, I remember one time we had to go on a trip related to the job, uh, you know, from uh, uh, Wetumpka over to Atlanta, and I had to go with him, you know. And so, uh, you know, you asked me, you know, I tried not to say nothing, you know what I'm saying, because I know he don't like me, I don't like him, and... But you know the uh, you know just somehow God comes up, you know, and uh, so I shared with him, you know, and it was it was a number of weeks uh, later after that, um, and the job had been going on for quite some time. But anyway, long and short of it, you know, he came up in my uh, up in the cab of the machinery I was running, and he said, you know, I went to. Uh, a revival uh, on Sunday, he said, and I gave my heart to the Lord. And that man became uh, a, actually a partner when we went uh, to the mission field of New England. He supported the the work for a number, uh, number of years, you know. God would turn foes into friends, you know. And, uh, um, you know, but... The significance of of what you do, who you are, what you do, how God has platformed your life, you know, if we'll if we'll allow God to, you know, uh, um, use us. And here's the thing: you have to choose to love. Yeah. It's the love of God. It really is the love of God that wins people. The goodness of God, not you know, going toe to toe and arguing with them and you know, legalism and trying to change them and, you know, so that you'll feel better. You know, the Bible says, keep our eyes on Jesus who who endured the cross, uh, you know, the uh, and he did that sacrificially for, you know, uh, the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? He imagined you and I saved, changed. Not just him loving us, but us realizing how much we're loved and loving him back. And then loving other people that need that same 
mercy and, and grace in their life. You know, very, very, you know, it's very practical, folks. You know, it's, it's not the life you're going to live someday. It's the life you're living today. Get the why right. I'm here for God. I'm here for the people around me. Now, God's going to take care of me. Matter of fact, you know, uh, uh, God is, you know, uh, uh, we have to grow up into this kind of love. And that's what God's looking for us to do, is growing, is maturing in the love of God. In, in loving God in a greater measure, because we learned how great a measure we are loved by God. But also allowing that, the being filled with the fullness of God and overflowing that love to other people right where we are. Right with the people that God has placed around us. And, you know, I used to, when you first, get, you know, you want... Lord, I wish I had a job where the, everybody was a Christian, you know. Well, he's answered your prayer. Get a job in the church. Everybody here is a Christian. Amen? Well, I'll tell you. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, I got more problem with the church people than I do the world folk. You, know? you, you, you wanted a job where everybody's a Christian. Do something in the church for Christian people. Practice your love with those who are trying to practice their love. Amen. Uh, you know, but I, I found out, you know, there was times like as a pastor, I'd say, you know, Lord, please, I need to be around folks that don't know you. You know, these people that know you are driving me just, oh, God, I can't stand any more church folk. Amen. I'm just being honest. I know you never felt that way. That's why you don't want to work in the church. So. All right. Well, God's answering her and answer that prayer. Do, do something for other believers. Amen. Practice your love. But then realize, boy, what a privilege it is and how refreshing uh, to be out there with people that need to know. Everybody must know and have the opportunity to choose Jesus for themselves, but realize that he has chosen them. He has set his love on them. He's chosen them to be saved, to be rescued, to have the salvation, uh, the salvation of God. But don't postpone it to some life you're going to live. Live the love life now. Live for God now. Live for other people now. I'll guarantee you before you get out of here today, you'll have opportunities tomorrow. You know, but if, if, you, if we realize this is, what is my why, yes. I'm here for God. And I'm here for other uh, people. And that's the best thing that I can do for my own self. Yes. You know? And then be willing to you know, uh, uh, absolutely abandon ourselves in total trust to God that he's going to take care of us. Boy, it's a, it, that's the high life. It really is. And we have to practice at that. You're not, we're not going to get it perfect, uh, you know, uh, uh, every time. Especially not the first, the first times. Oh. See, or maybe the hundredth time, you know. But don't worry. 
you know, uh, uh, fret about that. You know, God will perfect all that that concerns you. Let me give you the Bruce Whitehill translation. You're going to stay on that job till God win and you win. You're going to have those enemies until you learn to pray for them, not just against them until God changes your heart so he can change their lives. All right, we need to go for it. I've gone to Ron, now. Pastor Ron will come as we're closing out. You know, uh, some of you might be asking, well, how can I express God's love to others? It's not hard. You don't have to take your Bible and beat them over the head, like Pastor said, or try to tell them what you believe and what you believe. Just go and be you. Just go and try to walk with Jesus. Love on God, let him love on you, and if he gives you opportunities to share, you know, but most of all, a lot of times, people are just watching you. They're watching your life, how you respond, how you act, and you go, oh, well, what do I do now if I've just been, you know, miserable to him, or what do I do now? You go and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I think when you said something to me, A while back, the way I responded probably was not, you know, the right way. It was not the proper way. You know, not that this is an excuse. I was having a rough day. But I ask you to forgive me if I did respond to you. You know, that means more to someone when we can say the word sorry. You know, in our culture and society nowadays, we're more concerned about it's all about me. And that's not what God is about. He is trying to get us out of me because he needs a world out there to hear. Did you hear? Billions. 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 Need to hear Jesus. Need to hear the truth. How will they hear if we don't go tell? How are we going to go tell if we don't show up where we're supposed to be? So don't look for some big, big thing. And look, many times we come along and we're just the waterer. But seeds have already been planted. And then we get the benefit. And maybe we see them come to the Lord right there in front of us or whatever. Other times, you know, you're just a seed planter. Someone else is coming along going to water. And then years down the road, someone else is going to see that person come, you know. And you may never know till you get to heaven. But it's so important to just plant seed now. Here, you know, we do it by prayer. Uh, You know, uh, globally, we can't go, but we do it with our finances so that others can go and tell the good news. And by praying, you know, but just go let your life tell the story of God's goodness and his love. Not that you're going to get it right all the time and not that you're perfect. But that just God help my life tell others that you're a good God, that you're a loving God, you're a forgiving God. Let them know that, you know, your life maybe ain't always been the way that it was. And thank God, God came to you and helped you get up out of your low life and is bringing you up to the higher life. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for that. Amen. You know, Jesus said, don't, you know, uh, he said, don't be looking so far off. He goes, the kingdom of God is within you. You know, when you, the, the king lives in you, then whenever you come, uh, 
into that home, into the job, into the school, into the place. See, now kingdom has come. And, and because kingdom has come, here's the opportunity for God's will to be done. I was thinking about, you know, another job that I was on uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, as things are, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever been in, in, there are some places where there's less of God. I mean, a lot less of God, God less. And so people are in darkness, they don't know any better. And, on this job anyway. You know the world will do you wrong, won't it? The world does one another wrong. The thing about the devil, he kills his best workers. I mean, he just, he's no respecter of persons uh, either where that is concerned. And uh, there was this guy, assistant manager at the place I was working on. And they, you know, the company did him wrong. I mean, they just, you know, he had a loyal guy uh, transferred, uh, you know, uh, into uh uh, moved his family, moved his life for the job and all of that. And, and boy, when push comes to uh, shove, they just did him wrong. And, uh, you know, and he was a, a mocker, really, a scoffer. I mean, you know, I don't want to hear that stuff. And, you know, uh, uh, any talk about God was just quickly, you know, quickly moved over and shut down. And, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, a mocker, but also a scoffer. And so... You know, when I saw that happen, I just went to him privately and I just said, now listen. You know, I said, this is wrong. I said, I want you to know I don't agree with it. Uh, I don't believe God agrees with it. And I'm sorry that it's happened to you. Uh, and I just want you to know I'm praying for you. And you know, uh, that one, you know, it wasn't like, you know, uh, you need to really say the sinner's prayer right now. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, no. I just had some compassion. Said what God told me to say. And meant it. You know, became good friends after that. That connected us. That problem. That opportunity. You know, uh, I threw a, uh, threw a little, uh, you know, uh, cut down a tree across the raging brook, you know, and just threw him a, 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 some encouragement, some kind words, uh, some understanding. We became friends after that, and uh, we would go golfing one time a year. It was, a, it, was a, it was just a thing. I'm not much of a golfer, but his dad had golfed, and he was fairly good. He'd beat me every time. But when we'd golf, you know... Uh, you know, we had private time together, and and we, I'd talk to him about the Lord, and he would, uh, and he'd tell me, "See, you know, I, I understand. I'm just not ready right now. I'm not saying that I won't, but I'm not ready right now." And I honored and respected that. Just treated him with respect and all. Now, listen, I'm live by faith. I've, you know, since that time, that's been many years ago. I have not seen nor heard of him, but I know that. Uh, God gave me opportunity to sow seed and to water that and I believe there's good seed I also believe that because I opened my heart he opened his heart and that God got, got, got his licks in and I'm expecting to see my friend and be able to call him my brother uh, if I never see him in this life again, I'm expecting, because what God starts, God will finish. You, you don't know 
who you're talking to. You don't know the time and the season of the opportunity. Like Jesus said, while it is the day, while we have some light, let's be about the Father's business. Let's do what we can. And it may seem like such a little thing to you, you know, but I'll tell you, eternity hangs in the balance scales. People want to be loved, need to be loved, must be loved into this family, into the kingdom of God. It's the goodness of God that causes people to change their mind. And, and when they change their mind about God, God can change their heart and he will change their life, you know. I'm so grateful that, that you know, we don't have to bang around in the dark and in the, in the twilight zone and in the gray areas of not knowing. Well, you never know what God wants. You can't know what the will of God is. No, we can be filled with the knowledge of His will. I am a beggar who found a place uh, where they gave out living bread and I'm not going to just keep it to myself. Any other beggar I find that, is, that shows any sign of hunger, I'm going to share that with them. What little bit I have, I'm going to give to them to tell them that, hey, I found a good thing. And it's available to all, whosoever will. How hard is that? How difficult is that? I'll tell you what makes it. We stumble over our own selfishness. We stumble around in darkness and the gray areas of life when we could come into the light and say you know what Lord I realize that I am here for you it's all f- from you God help it to be all for you and let it not all be just about me but you know God's been so good to us he's, he's given us pretty much all we've asked for We're still asking. But he's been awfully good to us. You know, when you when you you get all of the stuff, I can tell you, still doesn't fill the hole. Because it's not in the stuff. It's in without purpose. See, without purpose. Without it serving the great purpose of God the redemption of mankind being being redeemed part of that plan but seeing others being concerned that, that others what an opportunity three uh, billion people that's a lot of folks what's my little part uh, gonna matter well if everybody just would say, God, give me one. Just give me one. What if everybody who knew Jesus would say, God, I'm going to, don't let me die without winning one. Without having a, without having effect in one person's life. It wouldn't be long at all. 
God would be able to get his purpose completely fulfilled. Amen. Now, you know, you can't change the whole church. You can't change your family. But you know, you can, we can let God change us. And that's the best place to start, isn't it? Because sometimes it just takes one little match to set the whole world on fire as big as, as, as God will make that. Amen. Let us just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, change, change our us. attitudes, change our actions, God, to be more like you. That God will see what you see, will hear what you hear, and our hearts will feel your heartbeat for your people. Thank you, Lord. God, change us. Change us. Change our attitudes. Change our actions. God, that every time we see someone or something, God, that we see it through your eyes. Through the love of God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone here or maybe those that are watching or tuning in later, if you say, well, I've never on purpose asked this Jesus into my heart. We say, dear Lord, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. And Lord, I believe you died on the cross for me help me and direct me to walk in your steps from this day forward be Lord of my life in Jesus precious name and if you said that prayer we welcome you to the family of God and if you contact the church we'd be glad to send you some information to help you in that walk and uh Just remember that, you know, Jesus loves you. He always loves you. Amen. Amen. Our prayer for you, as always, is that you would have a heart that's at rest. And if you've given your heart to the Lord, you can be at rest in the blessing of God. You are so very blessed. Till the next time. Amen. Amen. For those of you that are that are here, uh, the ushers are going to give you handout to you. We have some prayer guides for you that we're going to give you one each week through the month of February, just to kind of help you. It'll have some scriptures or whatever. That way, there we're all praying and believing and on the same page um, over uh, for our missions month. But anyway, the ushers will hand those um, out to you. Amen. Thank you all for your time and uh, attention uh, here today. Let's let's make this a prayerful month. You know, uh, David said this in uh, Psalms uh, 109. He goes, I will pray until I become a prayer. I like that. I think that's a uh, that's a powerful. Sometimes we we just start out as a. A prayer being an obligation, you know, but don't stop until it becomes a, a revelation. Yes, because yes. I believe that prayer should be aimed at God's heart. 
And then when it comes full circle is that we discover God's heart and that our heart becomes one with his. You know, we've been talking about alignment, uh, agreement and alignment with the assignment. Aren't you glad that you'll never, uh, I remember one boss telling me one time, <laughs> you know, uh, so sometimes, you know, people don't miss they they only the the kings of the Gentiles lord over them, don't they? And uh, you know, he said, "Well, yeah." Basically, it was a threat. You know, you're going to do like I tell you. And it was about you know overtime working on Wednesdays. I used to go to church on Wednesdays back in the day. Some of you might remember those days, but. Anyway, it was a priority with me to serve and honor God first and, you know, uh, but to also be a service and, you know, where that was concerned. And uh, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, being mean and just simply saying to listen, you know, uh, he mentioned something about signing my paycheck and I, and, and so I prayed about it. When he came back, I told the, uh, the Lord said, just tell him, say that. He might sign your paycheck here, uh, but you work for me. And you know, see, you'll never be unemployed. We're about the Father's business. Yes. Yes. Amen. And you know, uh, if if uh, if they reject you, sh- shake the dust off of your feet. Amen. Don't say, "Boy, y'all going to hell," and I'll be glad when you get there. No, just say, "Look, I'm going to shake off that dirt." You know, of you uh, and not take it personally, see, you know. Uh, but I'm sent, uh, you know, when you go out in the field, don't be surprised when you pull on the green tomatoes if they don't want to come off the vine. They're still firmly attached. Look for the red ones. Well, what about fried green tomatoes? Well, that's up to you, you know. I mean, you can, you know, that's like the guy. <laughs> That's like the guy Jesus said, love the Lord your God, you know, and treat your neighbor as yourself. And he goes, well, who's my neighbor anyway? You know, go read it. It'll work for you. But anyway, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for this month. I pray that you would baptize us in your love. That your why would become our why. That we would pray until we become the prayer God let make us like Jesus. Let us love like Jesus. Let us be like Jesus. And let us do like Jesus. And that that would be honoring and pleasing to you. In the name of Jesus. And we do thank you for it. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. And pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.